Hello and welcome to The Man That Rants Presents Things That I Don't Like Very Much Podcast Episode 2. I might still be a little bit drunk from last night, to be honest. Let's see how this goes. I received a lot of feedback about the previous episode. Well, compared to what I'm used to, none. Um, Twitter went mental with a total of two people commenting on it, which I found to be frankly overwhelming. One of the people who commented was at Fattus Prickus, who used to be at Alex Yumaduff or something like that, before he was permanently banned from the popular social media site for calling hate-filled scarecrow Katie Hopkins a cunt. Harsh, and given how factual his statement was, perhaps Twitter need to reconsider their uh, procedure and start banning people who haven't called a one. Uh, the other person who commented was at Jared underscore T, who said some things which I can't now remember, but knowing him, they probably weren't very nice. Um, so, where do we go after Phil Collins, then, if you listen to last week's episode? If not, I suggest you stop listening to this right now and go back and find episode one of the The Man That Rants Presents Things That I Don't Like Very Much podcast. But I'd have painted myself into a corner by choosing Phil Collins, my musical nemesis, in the in the very first week. Matt in Hong Kong suggested I use um, use this podcast to decimate new kids on the block next. I'm not sure they're shit enough, even though they are very, very shit. Um, don't know, maybe I'll take a close look at Matt's beloved Short Circuit films for a, for a later episode. I'm sure he'll enjoy that. Um, the Spice Girls was another suggestion that I, uh, that I was given, but yeah, I think that'll be just too easy. Um, and as, as Alex was quite nice about the last podcast, uh, I'll leave his favourite band, The Darkness, alone, even though obviously only melts like such a cartoonish rock band. But speaking of rock bands, and that was said using air quotes, inverted comma fans, there's a band that deserves to be massacred on here more than any other. Who is it? Well, I'm sure you've already figured it out if you know me at all. It is, of course, Nickelback. So what do I know about Nickelback, apart from them being very fucking shit? Well, they're also very fucking Canadian. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being Canadian at all. I mean, maple syrup, ice hockey and Mounties are all okay. Labatt's Lager isn't, though. But is that even Canadian? I suspect it's brewed in Burton-on-Trent, somewhere that really is an absolute hole, and marketed as being Canadian to seem more international. Although in a country which is around half populated by inward-looking xenophobes, international products don't really hold much appeal anymore. I've not seen it around for a few years anyway. Do they still even make it? Perhaps not the same way as Hofmeister. Remember that one? God, now that was awful. Anyway, sorry, Nickelback. They've been around since 1995, apparently. That's 25 years of a Diet Coke version of Def Leppard. And I mean Def Leppard after the drummer lost 25% of his limbs, because they were actually quite good before he did that. Well, good-ish. Pyromania was an OK album, I suppose, but, yeah, pretty, pretty sort of average, bog-standard. Yeah. They might feature in future anyway, who knows. Um, frontman Chad Kroger is 10 days younger than me, and looks like his face was drawn by a child. He apparently borrowed $4,000 from his dad to record the band's first demo, and he only spent half the money on the demo, and the rest on Magic Mushrooms, which probably gave the band wild hallucinations, like there were decent musicians in a decent band. Although, to be fair, it is really hard to knock someone for spending $2,000 on drugs. Um, the thing is, though, chart music simpletons have lapped their crap up for years, probably thinking it makes them edgy because they like some, something with a guitar in it. Spoiler alert, it doesn't. So what damage will this do to me? There are nine studio albums. Holy fuck. The same rules obviously applies for the first um, first episode of this podcast, if you were listening. Uh, if you weren't, I'll explain it to you. I have to listen to everything, but I do have the power to skip a track after 30 seconds. And I suspect that will be happening a lot. 
Um, I'll be using Spotify again because they pay the artists the least amount of money. I wouldn't like to think that Nickelback are going to profit in any way from this. So anyway, I can't really put it off any longer, can I? I'm going in. Well, it's 1996, and Nickelback have just released Curb. I was unaware of the band at that time, but I was already being tortured enough as I moved to Carlisle that year, a city firm for its cathedral and castle with a rich history going back hundreds of years, and also a place where everyone hates outsiders. This debut album kicks off with a promising riff, and then it rapidly goes downhill. It seems that Kroger and friends were just mixing together bits of stuff they liked that were perhaps popular at the time. The shades of Soundgarden, Jane's Addiction, Pearl Jam and lots of other typically 90s bands here, but not any of the good elements of any of it. The acoustic guitar at the start of Detangler sounds like someone was about to go down to the schoolyard with Julio, if you know what I mean, and then it gets a bit heavier. Then there's, the, then there's just some singing and drums and no guitars during the verse. Jesus fucking Christ, this song's all over the place. They clearly hadn't decided on their individual sound at this point, and although it's undoubtedly very shit, it's not shit which is easily recognisable as Nickelback shit. The title track of the album has a Metallica Black Album-esque sounding bassline at the start, and then Kroger goes full Eddie Vedder karaoke night, and the reverb wankfest of where sounds like the Stone Temple Pilots having an orgy with an Indian guru and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Sadly, Falls Back On isn't... Is that what it's called? That's what I've written here. Well, well, go with that. Sadly, Falls Back On isn't referring to rocks at the bottom of a very high cliff following a coastal rambling accident, an accident which it would be very easy to stage for any ambitious Nickelback haters. However, if any of them do die in this way, I'll delete this podcast and use the cast iron and airtight alibi of I was in Pizza Express in Walking, which you understand never fails. Sea Groove. See you next Tuesday, Groove, more like. Fly isn't a nod to Jeff Goldblum or Vincent Price and is instead a Foo Fighters B-side sounding vanilla rock fest. Just Four has more than a shade of Smells Like Teen Spirit to it. At least at the start. It quickly evolves into a nondescript turd of a song, though, as you'd probably expect. Left opens with a riff that sounds reasonable. It sounds reasonable because it's very obviously Nick from Pearl Jam's even flow. And then the drums are half the speed they should be. Just no. Window Shopper. A terrible anthem about buying double glazing, possibly. It's brought to a close, the album, with I Don't Have, which also sounds very even flowish. I'll tell you what you don't fucking have, Nickelback. A single bastard original idea. The state of this. No, it's actually just the state. It opens with what sounds like someone doing a vocal impression of a wah-wah pedal. Perhaps the band didn't have enough money left for effects pedals, and maybe it was a bad idea to spend all that money on drugs. Do you know? Do you care? No and no. That was one of the songs, by the way. There's a definite Soundgarden audio slave thing going on in Breathe. I'm not sure where the former ended and the latter began with them either. Soundgarden did suddenly seem to just become audio slave. I know there were different members, but yeah, there were... Um, yeah, pretty much the same thing, weren't they? I don't know. And then, for a bit of a change, Cowboy Hat seems to borrow a few things from the repertoire of Primus. Obviously badly. The chorus that was obviously intended to be all anthemic and stadium rock is instantly forgettable. Leader of Men sounds a little like that song they used to play on the snooker. Old Enough is obviously a nod to Kroger's later marriage to letters and numbers in song titles enthusiast Avril Lavigne, who was significantly younger than him. Not in a potentially so young it was a legal way, obviously. Hell, who knows what he gets up to in his spare time. But incidentally, Kroger's marriage with Levine ended after a couple of years, although they don't seem to have ever got round to getting divorced. Her marriage with 
Not the cat in red dwarf's alter ego, but some 41 frontman, Derek Wibley, lasted longer than that, though, if anyone's keeping score of the length of failed marriages. Digging this also sounds a bit primacy at the start. Let's not pretend that Mike Kroger... Is he Chad's brother, or does everyone have the same surname, like in the Ramones? But surely then they'd be called the Krogers, wouldn't they? Anyway, he's no less Claypool. Deep. Shades of Pearl Jam. Again. One Last Run is a fairly up-tempo number where the drums drown out almost everything. Within ten seconds I'd lost all interest, and the will to live. Not Leaving Yet is a reminder that I still have another seven albums this utter dross to plough through. Hold Out Your Hand has a bit of an Eastern sound to it. Sadly, by Eastern I mean Scunthorpe, a town containing four letters which describe anyone who likes Nickelback. The album finishes with an acoustic version of Leader of Men. Why finish with an unplugged version of one of the worst tracks on the album? There are much better songs to do an acoustic version of. Joke. They're out on this album. They're all fucking terrible. And on to Silver Side Up. The way a robot likes their eggs in the morning. Or something. Never again. A phrase presumably uttered by anyone who's ever been forced to go to a Nickelback gig. That's what starts it off. For once a song that doesn't sound like it was nicked from someone else. Perhaps they've turned a corner. Next is How You Remind Me. Possibly the biggest hit these fuckers ever had. A song I must have heard against my will thousands of times on commercial radio stations. Woke Up This Morning is something I wished I hadn't, or wished they hadn't in fact. I wish I hadn't the day I had to listen to this, but I wish they hadn't ever. Definite hints of Soundgarden here again. So my previous question relating to the turning of corners? No, they absolutely hadn't at this point. Oh, hang on. This is the point where they decided the just guitar and singing start to songs was going to be their thing. Too Bad does that, as also... Oh, bloody hell. I really should um, I really should read through what I've written and practice it at least once. Right, so we talked about, or I talked about, the fact that the just guitar and singing thing starts songs off. Too Bad has that on it. How You Remind Me also had it. And then, in a departure from this, um, Just For sounds like Mbop by Hanson at the start, but obviously worse. Hollywood has a riff so crap and tuneless that someone with no ears and no hands could be playing it. Money Bought sounds like someone roofied the President of the United States of America and forced them to play Peaches backwards as they drift towards unconsciousness. Where Do I Hide seems to borrow the main riff from Overkill's Spiritual Void, effectively ruining that song for me. Pretty sure that no one who's listened to this will have ever heard that song before. And then Hangnail is almost identical, pouring further salt into a gaping wound. Final track at last. Good Times Gone. Yes, they fucking have. And we'll just go straight into album four here without messing about with more uh, ukulele stuff. The Long Road. That sums up the listening experience, really. Track one, Flat on the Floor. Sounds good compared to other Nickelback songs. But it sounds like Metallica could have recorded it during their Lord era, the point at which Metallica are at their absolute shittest. They might feature in the future for their um, atrocities, really. Does this... Uh, does this... Do this anymore starts out all mournful with a just-singing guitar bit. Shocker. It doesn't improve at all in the next 30 seconds, so I skipped. I imagine it didn't improve for the next however many minutes of it there were. The Nickelback intro template is again used on some day. I seem to remember this being MTV friendly at the time, so anyone who says that that channel should go back to playing music videos needs to seriously rethink their idea. Believe it or not is terrible. doesn't have anything to do with the Ripley's thing. Is that just a sort of museum type things? I don't know. Was it a TV programme? Whatever. Feeling way too damn good had me feeling anything but, and sounds like background music from One Tree Hill or something similarly shit. 
Disappointingly, Because of You is not a cover of the theme from 80s British sitcom Brushstrokes either. I like your pants around your feet, croons Kroger at the start of Figured You Out, suggesting he has quite poor knowledge of how clothing is worn. Or it's a sex song, which made me do a small mouth sick. Should have listened. Oh, a just guitar and vocals start. Throw Yourself Away is a song that should have been thrown away. Another hole in the head sounds a bit country, and then you realise that it's Nickelback, so it's actually a bit cunty. See what I did there? And finally, see you at the show. No, you fucking won't. <laughs> Album number five. All the right reasons. For what? There's certainly no right reason to listen to this. Follow You Home suggests Kroger is a stalker and sexual predator. Is this how he wooed Avril Lavigne? Fight for all the wrong reasons sounds like someone trying to make a limp biscuit and puddle of mud smoothie, but they accidentally shat in it. Photograph employs the tried and tested Nickelback intro. It also reminds you of that vine where someone doctored it, so he, so he says, look at this graph at the start, whilst holding a picture of a graph. Classic. And then Animals takes a riff that sounds like a Steppenwolf offcut and segues into another Nickelback staple of just drums and vocals, making an otherwise promising song sound all disjointed. Saving Me and Far Away both have acoustic intros that don't grab the listener's attention in any way. It certainly didn't grab mine. Just guitar and vocals, anyone? Potentially game show theme song Next Contestant gives you just that. Wait, is that keyboards in the background as well? Fuck this. Side of a Bullet is particularly heavy, and the opening riff sounds like a bad clone of Metallica's 1998 song, The Shortest Straw. Ironically, I feel like I drew The Shortest Straw by listening to Nickelback, even though it was entirely my own decision. What an idiot I am. And If Everyone Cared sounds a bit like Metallica's Unforgiven, which also sounds like something from one of the Transformers films at the same time. Maybe it was. I couldn't be asked to check, but it sounds ex exactly the kind of song that would be played while Optimus Prime stands and looks over yet another ruined city. I wish Nickelback lived in a city that was destroyed by warring robots. Someone That You're With is a love song aimed at someone Kroger clearly fancies. And how could anyone resist a man with a face like a slowly melting snowman? The album is brought to a shuddering halt with Rockstar. The video for this song went viral. Speaking of things that went viral, this COVID-19's a real lark, isn't it? And more, more palatable than Nickelback. Anyway, at least he's keeping those buggers out the studio. I will go straight on to album number six, Dark Horse. Something in your mouth. Yes, Chad, it's sick. Sick from listening to your musical bowel movements. There's a definite Primus vibe here yet again, and the opening bass line could have been lifted straight from the Seinfeld theme tune. Burn It to the Ground once again rehashes the riff they nicked from that Overkill song I mentioned earlier. And this used to be used on some wrestling thing or other, I think. Was it the old Monday Night Raw theme? Uh, they should have known better on there, quite frankly. Got to be someone is a ballad. At least it starts like one and still was one when I hit the skip button after 30 seconds. I might only have waited 25 with that one, to be honest. I'd come for you. Words can't describe how will this song title makes me feel. And then next go around sounds strangely reminiscent of Metallica's Damage Incorporated at the start. Drums, bass and vocals yelled through a megaphone provide the verse before another forgettable chorus. Just to get high is not a nod to Afro Man and it starts with just guitar and vocals. That was a long 30 seconds. Skip. Never Gonna Be Alone uses the same intro style. I think at least 75% of the band's output at this point was using that exact template. The, song's like, the song sounds like the kind of crap that the winner of Latvian X Factor would record or something. Shaking Hands has a country vibe and then S-E-X is not imaginatively titled at all and had me reaching for the sick bucket yet again. Another Metallica influence creeps in once more. 
definite snippet of, of Wolf and Man at the start of that. If today was your last day, today was my last day, I wouldn't be listening to this abject shite. And of course, it has vocals and guitar only for the first 30 seconds. Maybe, maybe the entire song. I really didn't listen to any of these all the way through. This Afternoon is a song about smoking dope. They can't even make that sound cool. And the bit about me and all my friends, yeah, as if Kroger has any, the prick. Straight into album number seven, Here and Now. It starts with This Means War. The riff at the start has a very ministry-type sound. Then, typically for Nickelback, when they try something vaguely decent, it changes into some sort of multi-track vocal dirge with terrible harmonies and nothing at all musically exciting. Bottoms Up is presumably about drinking, and it sounds a little bit like ZZ Top rejected it from their Eliminator sessions because it was too shit. When We Stand Together is reminiscent of 80s classic Live Is Life by Opus. Na 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 na. Fans of the promising riff segueing into a verse with no guitars will be all over Midnight Queen, and then Gotta Get Me Some has a sexy bass line that conjures up images of Kroger shunting. Nobody needs that. Lullaby, shit ballad. Then Kiss It Goodbye mixes Ministry and ZZ Top, clearly two of um, Nickelback's 2011 plagiarism favourites. Trying Not To Love You and Holding On To Heaven are power ballads, and then Everything I Want To Do is another Nickelback by Numbers effort. Promising riff, giving way to a verse with no guitars, and then a yelled harmonies chorus that you can't remember seconds after you've just heard it. The final track is Don't Ever Let It End, or Please Do For The Love Of God. And on to No Fixed Address. Curious title, that. Is it inspired by the lack of a divorce having caught up with Kroger, resulting in Levine taking his house from him? Who knows. A million miles an hour is a lie, and it's definitely no more than about 120 beats per minute at best. Edge of a Revolution has nothing to do with the guitarist from U2 or wanking, or that ride at Blackpool Pleasure Beach, which is a theme park, not a sandy area in the town designated for wanking. What are you waiting for? The sweet release of death, actually. She keeps me up. Oh God, it's another sex song, isn't it? Make me believe again. You know what? This album is overproduced. I'm, I'm no fan of Nickelback by any stretch, but their earlier albums at least sounded like rock albums, albeit absolutely bloody terrible ones. But whoever produced this has somehow managed to water it down in some way. Or maybe Nickelback have managed to surpass a level of shitness that I didn't believe was previously possible. Satellite is a piano and acoustic guitar thing. We're too old to rock all the time. Put your lighters up, or your phones, as it is now. Get em up sounds like Sunshine of Your Love played slowly and badly. And The Hammer's Coming Down sounds more like Coldplay than a rock band. Miss You sounds like some chart bullshit. It has whistling on it, but not in a cool winds of change kind of way. More a drunk man trying to get his dog to come back to him. Got Me Running Round features Flo Rider, so you can imagine how fucking awful that is. Sister Sin rounds off what is easily the worst Nickelback album so far. Whiskey gets a mention, which is another tick on the Nickelback bingo card. Another tick, of course, is plagiarism, and this time it sounds like they've nicked Superstition by Stevie Wonder, of all songs. And then we're on to the last album at last. Feed the Machine. It's their most recent album from 2017. It opens with a title track. They clearly learned from their previous outing they wanted to get back to rock again. A new metal-type riff kicks in, but of course this is Nickelback. So it gives way to a mostly guitarless verse with drumming at half the speed it should be. The album's already fucking ruined. It sounds like a drum machine has been used at the start of Coin for the Ferryman, and then there's a frankly terrible riff which underpins yet another forgettable four anthem. Song on Fire sounds like something which would have 
which should have blistering tempo and pace when you hear the title. The reality is it sounds like an Evanescence song with a much worse singer. Must be nice, isn't, and there's definite Metallica-esque riv- riffage once more. After the rain opens like it's the summer of 69. First example of plagiarism from Canadian artists that I've spotted on a Nickelback album. For the River tells you where this song should have been thrown. She tasted like home is a line from home. I don't want to delve too deeply into what he, he means by this, but the only logical conclusion I can reach is that Kroger likes to go down on a sex doll which he has made out of some old bricks he found in his back garden. The betrayal, brackets, Act 3, is next. Where's Acts 1 and 2? Well, looking ahead I see that Act 1 is the final trap, but there's no Act 2. This song's 47 seconds. 47 seconds pass before anything of note happens, and even that's not worth waiting for. There's definitely a betrayal of some sort going on here. Silent Majority is sadly not silent, and every time we're together has me reaching for the Nickelback bingo card once more. Guitar and vocal start, tick. Typical Nickelback opening lyrics, I'm back in my hometown, tick. The betrayal, brackets, act one, close brackets, ends this horrible journey. It's an instrumental which has Spanish, medieval and a ton of other influences thrown in. Quite fitting that the final song to date from Nickelback is absolutely rammed full of potential plagiarism. Well, this was even worse to do than the Phil Collins episode. Nine albums. Fucking hell. What surprised me most is the way Nickelback seemed to be about 50-50 between their own typical song template, which I've mentioned a lot of times, and nicking shit from other bands, often in a really obvious way. I may have mentioned that several times too. The fact they've never been sued by artists that they've ripped off is actually quite staggering. Anyway, I hope all this has served as a warning to you all never to listen to Nickelback. Once again, I encourage you to send me your suggestions for who or what to do with this next. You'll find me on Twitter where I'm at the man that rants, or you can email me themanthatrants at outlook.com. Despite everything I've ever said about Facebook, I'm back on there again. Lockdown does strange things to a person, clearly. There's no man that rants page on there yet. But any of you who found this podcast from my page know exactly how to get in touch with me, and you can leave your suggestions there if you want. Anyway, thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye!